0: Let's move on to the second part of this bookie and find out what a real organic meal is. As we know from the first part, the source of the industrial food chain is corn. Next, we will learn about the organic food chain which originates from grass. The natural food chain is complete and pure. The sun provides energy for forests and grasslands. While the herbivores feed on grass, the carnivores hunt for food. Their excrement returns to nourish the soil and so on in a cycle of continuous growth. Due to anxiety regarding the industrial food chain, a growing number of people have started to prefer chemical-free food. In response to this demand, organic food which symbolizes health and nature has emerged. Organic food stands for consumers' desire for healthy food, and the always-alert market has automatically captured such demand. Although consumers seek healthy and natural foods, they don't have a clear idea of what is healthy and natural. The strict organicists in the American organic movement believe that real organic foods should come from a food production method that fully complies with nature's laws, without human intervention. While this does sound very natural, it's also unrealistic. If organic food is to develop, one must take into account the market demand and supply. In this context, the US has developed two vastly different paths for organic farming, namely industrial organic farms and management-intensive organic farms. Let's start with industrial organic farms, which are essentially the products of industrialization in global markets, but with some production method adjustments compared to the industrial food chain. The book uses Earthbound Farm as an example. The farm's primary agricultural products are organic lettuces. For that farm, manual weeding and the addition of organic fertilizers ensure production. After the lettuces are harvested, they are irradiated, cleaned, refrigerated, and packaged in processing plants before being sold to supermarkets around the world. It already sounds a lot better than industrial farms, but it still involves a lot of human intervention. Chemical products are still used during growing and packaging, but they deal proportionately less harm to the environment. In general, apart from the use of organic feed and organic pharmaceuticals, the operation of industrial organic farms isn't vastly different from that of farms within the industrial food chain as described earlier. Industrial organic produce is generally sold in large supermarkets such as Whole Foods. In these types of supermarkets, organic food products from all over the US and the world are available. And many out-of-season products can be found there. They need a massive and consistent supply of produce, so they will only work with big organic farms to ensure daily operations. Earthbound farm which we mentioned earlier is their first choice. However, industrial organic products come from a process that will cost organic its soul, according to the author. A great deal of human intervention, preservation techniques, out-of-season sales, Logistics, and transportation have seriously violated the laws of nature. Real organic foods are produced in stringent conditions, and only management intensive organic farms can achieve such strictness. What is a management intensive organic farm? Simply put, intensive management relies not on technologies of science and industry but the wisdom of farmers. Years of experience have given farmers a clear understanding of the habits of plants crops, and livestock. Additionally, they can adjust their farming practices to the different natural development stages, allowing the food chain to function naturally and sustainably. As described in the book, Joel Saladin is one such experienced farmer. His polyface farm has achieved a genuinely organic farming operation. Saladin adjusts the grazing location of cattle based on the grass's growth rate, thus effectively preventing grass depletion. The cow's excrement nourishes the soil, and the hens that are released later eat the worms in the feces. Those worms are protein-rich delicacies for them. This allows the hens to grow up quickly while playing an effective role in controlling pests and laying yummy eggs. This is a natural and healthy food chain, where Saladin's position is to rigorously calculate when and where to release his livestock and decide what animals to release in order for them to grow naturally. Management-intensive organic produce is sold primarily at local markets to ensure a fresh supply of produce. These products are more flavorful and nutritious. Herbivores can fully convert the vitamins and folic acid in the grass. With the daily exercise that comes with grazing, their meat, milk, and eggs are relatively low in fat. Meanwhile, the herbivores contain unique conjugated linoleic acid which may help reduce weight and prevent cancer. Consequently, though they are sold on a small scale, they have many loyal fans who are willing to travel long distances for them. For society, organic production doesn't require chemical additives and long-distance transportation. Further, it doesn't even create problems such as water pollution, foodborne diseases, and so forth. Industrial production however consumes large amounts of chemicals and petroleum fuels. Thus, the cost of organic output is essentially much lower than industrial output. However, this type of real organic produce tends to be pricier, which is the biggest challenge organic producers face. Government intervention also undermines the level-playing field between organic and industrial foods. Federal regulations allow industrial food manufacturers to receive various subsidies in order to keep the price of such foods low, while the organic farmers have to bear their high processing costs alone. Saladin asserted that without all of the government regulations, the meat he sold would be at least $2.20 cheaper per kilogram. Why can't we get government support for real organic produce? This is because organic produce has only gained popularity among some consumers, it fails to cater to the entire market. We live in a global market economy that requires a quick response to consumers' needs, a large supply of goods, and a wide range of products. Succinctly put, such an economy seeks to ensure that consumers can have access to any food at any time, which is a great convenience. Moreover, In an environment where the market considers similar foods to be the same, there is no need for differentiation. Hence, industrial agriculture has produced a large number of cheap products and reached all corners of the world through fast logistics to cope with intense competition. By contrast, it's hard for management-intensive organic farms to cope with such a demand. They can't manufacture out of season and identical food products because such practices are not consistent with the laws of nature. Neither will they use preservation techniques to transport fresh food around the globe. Worse still, they don't have a price advantage, so local organic foods can only win over some consumers through product quality. To win a larger market share, the local organic foods require farmers' efforts and the awakening of a new type of consumer. Demand dictates supply. The global economy has indeed brought us tremendous convenience. However, only by stepping out of their comfort zone of convenient industrial foods can consumers regain a sense of what it means to eat seasonal food. And only then can we genuinely drive the development of local organic foods at the demand level. As Saladin said, local organic food isn't about resisting or defeating anything. The priority is to empower individuals with the right philosophy and the right information to opt out en masse from the industrial food economy. That concludes our content for the second part. Let's do a recap. In today's world where a growing number of people are looking for healthy foods, organic options have emerged. Of the two distinctly different organic farm paths, management-intensive organic produce that is in full compliance with natural development is a more beneficial option. However, so far, it looks like the supply of such agricultural products has not adapted to the global market's pace. If it wants to be further developed, it will also need substantial support from consumers.